0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fast and Focus Podcast, where the fasting world and the business world collide. I'm your host, as always, Zach Matthews, and hey, before we get into the episode for this week, just a quick reminder, as we always have, you know, please like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review, as it's going to help us build this community that we're trying to build over here at the Fast and Focus podcast. And hey, if you guys are looking for a way to start losing weight, getting into better shape, and improving your eating habits today then start by heading to my website. It's fastinfocus.com. That's fast. The letter N is in nutrition, focus.com. There you can download my free ebook, How to Start Intermittent Fasting Today. That's going to give you three concrete steps that you can use to start fasting for the first time, to pick intermittent fasting out where you left off, whatever, wherever you are in your fitness journey, it's going to help you do that. So again, one one more time, that website is fastinfocus.com. All right, well, hey, I'm really excited for this episode. Um, just to be completely transparent with you, and as you guys may or may not know, today as I'm recording this, it's Tuesday, September the 27th, and literally as I record this episode, there is um, a hurricane, Hurricane Ian, that is headed our way. Me and my wife, we reside in Tampa, and uh, you know, different reports would tell you where it's projected to land, but it's basically either going to land just north of us directly at us or just south of us. So um, so that kind of, and, and I'll get into it in a little bit, but this episode, I just want to focus on the blessings. That may, be, that may seem very counterproductive to my situation right now, but I think it's all the more important. And um, I was talking to my wife a little bit before this. I actually wasn't planning on recording an episode. I was going to take the easy way out, and it'd be completely understandable if I did, and just, you know, posting on social saying there wasn't going to be an episode this week because of everything going on. But I feel like this could be a really could really really cool testimony for some of you that might be going through a storm of your own. And so the title of this week's podcast episode is called Blessings in the Storm. And it's all about perspective. It's all about um, counting your you know, just having the the vision that you need to go through whatever it is you're about to go through just like we are with the hurricane that's that's looming that's headed our way as I as I record this I just thought it'd be a really really cool um, you know message for some of you that need it so I hope you guys benefit from it as we start as we do every week we're going to start this episode off with a quote so this week's quote comes from an, an anonymous source I tried to figure out who said this I, I looked several different places couldn't find it so um, but the quote is, When God wants to move you to bigger blessings he'll allow a heavy storm to pour on you. every plant grows after rain. so that has as as I kind of alluded to um in the opener here that has both a metaphorical and literal uh interpretation for my current situation, and this all kind of stems from something I experienced yesterday, so uh, like I said, you know today's Tuesday the twenty seventh so yesterday. You know, we're preparing for the hurricane. Um, my in-laws were in town for the weekend, but they're all, you know, trying to head out earlier and, and get back to where they're from um, so that they can avoid being stuck here for, you know, days, possibly weeks on end. Um, and, um, you know, and I'm panicking. You know, I'm, I, we're thinking about if, if if for all of you Floridians that are listening to this, you know that when there's a hurricane and there's mandatory evacuations, the first thing to go is gasoline. People... I mean, for obvious reasons, everybody's trying to get out of the state, but there's basically one um, primary road that we take. It's 75, and uh, the gas stations all along the side of it run out of gas quickly. And we literally live on the side of 75, so uh, our gas stations were going to be the first ones to run out. So I'm panicking. As it just so happens, I delayed filling up my gas tank, wouldn't you know. So I was on e um, running on fumes as I started my car to head to a gas station to make sure we have gas if we need to evacuate against our will, you know. And uh, and so, you know, I'm thinking about that. I'm worried about everything else that's going on. Am I, Are we prepared? What else do I need to do? Yada, yada, yada. So I start my car, and it's always on the Christian radio, and uh, this, this song comes on. I, I tried to find what song it was. I, I still have no idea who it was. I think it's Kurt Franklin that sings it. Um, but the lyrics were something along the lines of, you know, I'm blessed even through the storm. So, um, some of you guys may be shaking, shaking your head at at me saying, oh, that's this song. Sorry. I'd never heard it before. So, um, but yeah, so that kind of resonated with me because, and I was, I even started shaking my head at myself. I'm like, who am I to you know, to, to feel as if the world is collapsing in around me, you know, I am one of the most blessed human beings on the planet and, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Of course, you know, that actually has very little to do with what I've done to deserve it. You know, I've just been blessed beyond belief. I have a great relationship with God. I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful son, um, you know, a a roof over my head, food on the table every night um, you know, a, a job that I love. Um, my wife's got a job she loves, you know, we're very, very blessed. We have a strong community down here in Tampa that we built, um, you know, around, centered around our church and, and our work friends and everybody that kind of has a similar interest in, in life and in faith. Um, you know, plus our loved ones that live in Chicago and Illinois and, you know, her siblings that live seemingly all around the globe. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we, we are so blessed and, and it's something that, you know, When you have the right perspective like like that, even when there's a hurricane coming my way, I'm allowed to, you know, just have faith that God's going to push us through this as well because he's blessed me so much already. Plus, you know, even if a flood takes out all the items in my house, it it doesn't matter because I'm still blessed and, and, you know, my 1% is is something that, you know, I, I could never go without. So... Um, you know, I, I think about, I always think about the, um, you know, the, the, the stat that pops out to me, I think it's in the book, "Win the day by Mark Batterson, uh, where I first learned this, but basically it says that Americans, any American that makes over 50,000 a year, um, is richer than 99% of the world. And to go even further, if you make even $10,000 a year, then you're richer than 84% of the world. So you know, we don't typically think of ourselves, you know, we're always, especially in the culture we're in, we're always thinking about what else we got to have. I got to have with this, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, what do they have that I don't, you know, coveting, envy, jealousy, you name it. But the fact of the matter is that where you are currently, if you don't make another dollar, you know, you're still one of the richest people on the planet. And that's just monetarily, not not mentioning, you know, if you have a relationship with God, You're, you know, you're in the minority there, which means you're even more blessed than X number of people in the world. You know, I could go on and on. And and I think you kind of understand what I'm what I'm getting at. So um, another thing that stood out to me with that when that song came on is that there is a storm that we're all dealing with. And that can be literal, which in my case, it currently is. You know, there's a there's a hurricane headed our way or it can be metaphorical. It can be psychological, you know, maybe. Um, maybe you're battling depression and have for a while. Maybe you, you don't know whether you're going to, frankly, give up on life or, you know, whether you're going to give it another shot, whether there's anything that you have to live for. Or, you know, maybe you, ha- you just broke up um, with, you know, someone that you've been dating a long time. You thought they were the one, you know, they, they cheated on you. They, you know, they broke up with you all of a sudden. Maybe you had to break up with them, whatever the case may be and you know you've gained all this weight by falling off the tracks just to make it worse or you know it seems like everything else is just kind of crumbling you know it, it, as as they say in in uh, home ownership you know things break by the by the triples like by, by the threes so that seems to happen with our problems in life i don't know about you but that's typically my experience things when it rains it pours so um you know often the biggest storms because of that you know it, it seems to me that oftentimes the biggest storms are the ones that we feel like are out of our control. You know, they're out of our realm of, of control because they're, they're, they're started or dependent on external factors, you know? So for example, um, you know, the, I mean, we could, I don't intend on using the hurricane as the example the entire time, but you know, this hurricane, I mean, I can't control the hurricane. You know, so that's an external factor, which if I let it, it can, it can affect my life up until it, it happens and after, you know, but, um, but it's, it's all about whether or not I decide to let it happen. You know, I could, I could just decide, Hey, because this hurricane's coming, I'm not going to fast anymore. Hey, because this hurricane's coming, I'm not going to watch what I eat. Hey, because this hurricane's coming, I'm not going to work out. yada, 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 yada. yada. And we all typically do that. You know, I know that's probably hitting home for you. We all, we've all done that, myself included, but you know, the, and I'm going to talk to a a little bit about why it's important to just stick to our routine. And even though there's external factors that it's not going to, our routine isn't going to help or hinder them. um, You know, it's, it just, it helps kind of free you up. So um, that is kind of what sparked my inspiration in this episode is that, You know, while you might not be able to control the outcome of everything, there are several things you can control. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit as well. So um, I wrote down five things and I took probably an hour or a couple, actually a couple hours to really meditate on this and think about what are the things that you can control that I can control when everything around me, you know, the, the. Um, quality of life that I have you know in, in just a few hours a few days is dependent on something that I have no control over. What can I control that 's going to help me maximize my my time and my capacity and and quite frankly my my spirit my soul you know um, and help me still accomplish my goals as much as I want to with everything else that 's going on so um, I wrote down five things so first number one we have You know, and again, this list is five things that you can control when external factors are seem to be guiding your path. Okay, so number one, the first thing that you can control is your mindset. So, for me, there's a couple different ways we can go with this, but you know what I mean by mindset is kind of your mental imaging. There's this thing called mental imaging, which if you haven't heard of it before, mental imaging is basically whenever you or I as humans, whenever in our mind, we envision something going a certain way. So for example, you know, when you're going in for a job interview, you're, whether you think about it or not, whether you realize you're doing it or not, you're having mental imaging about how that, that interview is going to go. So let's say you're really worried about the interview. Then your mental imaging is uh very pessimistic. It's pessimistic, how, pessimistic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's doom and gloom. It's, uh, you know, Oh God, you know, I'm going to say something stupid. I'm not qualified for this. I'm going to ask them to pay me X amount. And they're going to say, no, I don't have a college degree. So they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to judge me. Um, it's nothing, I, nothing I say is going to matter because I don't have that college degree, whatever it is, you know, or you could go into that same interview with I'm the best candidate for this job. You know, I got experience that no one else has. I've got you know, this mindset that no one else has, I have these skills that can help with this job, they're lucky to have me. I mean, you can tell even from the tone of my voice and the way I said that, that mental imaging plays a huge factor in the outcome of the interview. Even if the interview is technically outside of your control in that, you know, the HR rep or the boss or the owner that you're interviewing with ultimately decides whether or not they hire you, I think you and I can both agree that the difference in mental imaging is going to play a huge factor in the external decision that's made. And let me tell you what: since I since I really got into mental imaging, it's it's changed my life. I mean, this this all comes back to you know just the way you perceive things and, and the vision that you have when you approach things that are horrifying, you know, that are that scare you, that intimidate you whatever it is, your mental imaging is of the utmost importance. Maybe I'll take another episode later down the line to talk about this um, and how it correlates more to intermittent fasting. Um, but yeah, it's important. And then there's another, the other aspect to that as well is that you need to lay out several different mental images because the drawback to having firm mental images is that if they don't go the way you had envisioned, then you really don't, your, the human mind can't adapt as well. But if you have several different mental images, and I hope you guys are still following me here, um, if you lay out several different mental images of how it could go, then you're you're going to be able to adapt on the fly because you almost basically told yourself, "Hey, if it goes this way, I'm going to do this. If it goes great, then I'm going to do this. If it goes good, not great, I'm going to do this. If you know, if everything's taken from me, I'm going to do this. If I, you know, yada yada yada, and then when you're prepared." when you've had that mental image in your mind that, hey, I'm going to decide to do this if this happens, then that alone will give you a firmer path and provide the next step for you to use to get to where you want to go. So remember, your mindset is something that you can control using mental imaging as the tool. So be sure to, you know, whatever it is you're battling in your life, think about how mental imaging can, can be applied to it and how just setting out a few different mental images for the result can even help you respond to it and, and stick to your goals, you know, um, because I think that's going to be huge for you. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in, in like I said, a separate episode because I feel like it's just so important. It's been life-changing for me. And I hope that even that that little exposure I just gave you can, had, had kind of opened your eyes and, and, you know, got the gears turning. Hmm, how can I apply that in my life? So, All right, so that's number one, your mindset. Number two is your perception. So perception, you know, it's, it's kind of how you view it. So it's its how you perceive, not to use the word to define it, but, you know, it's how you perceive what is going to happen, has happened, or something that you're currently going through. So this kind of goes into the, the past self, present self, and future self that we talked about last episode and the way that you view what it is in front of you. So... You know, you're when met with a challenge, you're going to decide whether it's doom and gloom or whether there's room to bloom. And I just made that up. Full transparency, I apologize if that makes no sense. I was, I, I definitely said that to to make it rhyme and make it catchy. So I hope it was. Uh, so again, that's that's when met with a, a challenge, your perception allows you to either decide whether it's doom and gloom or whether there's room to bloom. So if it's doom and gloom, then, I mean, that explanation, you know, it really doesn't need another definition other than you think the worst of it. And it's, it's like the old saying goes, you know, if you, if you think the worst thing is going to happen, it's going to happen because you and maybe that's another, you know, spin on mental imaging. I mean, you know, it's, um, I think it's like, um, I think it's Job in the Bible that says, you know, I, I basically all everything that I feared has come true, because you know the mindset behind that, the perception is that, oh, I knew this was going to happen, so of course it happened, right? Now, you can either go that route with it, which is, I knew it, I knew this was going to happen. Now I, we're doomed, you know. <laughs> there's there's no going back to this. I mean, you know, there, there's no there's no coming out of this. This is what it is, and and the future is you know, bleak. Or you can say, hey, there's there's room to bloom here. And so I'll use an example again in, in the hurricane situation. So talk about mental imaging here. You know, if there's doom if it's doom and gloom, let's say that this hurricane just takes out my, my our house. You know, let's let's say that it, it floods our entire community and we have no way out, which, you know, I'm I'm hoping doesn't happen, obviously, but you know, if that were to happen, then, you know, I could decide, you know what, that's, that's doom and gloom. You know, there's, there's nothing I can do. We're helpless now. Um, Or you can say, how is there room to bloom from this? How can I benefit from this? You know, and I'll be counting. I, I can tell you what, if that happens, I'll be counting my blessings because I will want to have something to hold on to, you know, which is that my entire family's okay. You know, no one got seriously hurt. Everybody that I loved is accounted for, you know, all that. Or, and this, and I apologize that this is heavy to talk about. Again, this is, I don't have the perspective that I will have 48, even 48 hours from now after recording this when the hurricane hits. But, um, you know, the, the strength of what I'm saying still stands. I mean, you know, that would be a doom and gloom situation. Or I can decide, you know, let's say, for example, the hurricane... I'm, let's say I'm not as affected as other people are with the hurricane once it comes through. Well, you know, doom and gloom could be me complaining about not having power for a couple of days, or it could be me saying, you know what, everybody that I love is okay. That's all I want. You know, now what can I do to help people that that you know were more drastically affected by this terrible, terrible situation? How can I help them? And that's what I intend on doing. You know, once we come out of this thing, I'm ready to help anyone and everyone that needs it. So if you guys are listening to this right now and you need help, you know, you it's it's after the hurricane and, and you don't feel like you're prepared or you feel like, you know, heck, you even need some windows boarded up. I'm your guy. You know, give me a call. Uh, we'll figure it out together. Uh, you can email me directly at Zach at FastInFocus.com. Dot, dot that's z a c h at fast the letter n focus dot com and and we'll figure it out together. Um, but that's my that's my perception here. You know, I'm ready to I'm ready to work afterwards. In other ways, in in other words, all right? So that's number two. So we, for, so far we got your mindset and your perception. Number three, we've got your focus. Now, obviously, you know, we all know that I love that word, but what does that really mean? You know, in other words, to ask yourself a few questions here. Are you going to let petty things annoy you when you have a goal that you want to reach? And we're talking about goals here. We always do. If you have focus, then you're not going to let little petty things that get in your way, which is something we all deal with, little small obstacles that trip us up. We're not going to let those things annoy us to the point where we stop, where we stay stagnant. Because quite honestly, there is always going to be something to annoy you if you let it. Trust me, I'm one of the most you know, irritable people there is, And even the slightest thing is, can set me off at times if I let it. But, you know, the, the reality is that's always going to be the case. So am I committed to my goals or am I not? Because if something that small can, can, you know, just cause me to go backwards in the spiral, then I would argue I didn't have the goal in the first place or I didn't want to complete it. But, you know, if I really want something, then, you know, petty little things aren't gonna aren't gonna hinder me from getting what I ultimately want. And you choose, you know, whether those things set you back or not. You know, I, my pastor uh, at Radiant Church, he put it a good way, r- really good way. One time, I forget what 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 he was really talking about, but he basically said, you know, there are times where the devil <laughs> probably just wonders to himself, "Wow, is that really all it took to get him or her?" Off the wagon, I mean, why didn't I do that a long time ago? Because you know that seems so small to me, but I just threw it at them, and and they 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 bit. You know, that's that's how insignificant some of these things are that we're letting derail us from our ultimate goals. You know, if you want to lose X number of pounds, but at the first time the first sign of trouble, you resort you resort back to your normal eating habits, then you have let a petty little thing cost you your ultimate goal. Now, in reality, I'm 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 not perfect either. You know, those sometimes those things are going to get the best of you, but are you are you willing to pick yourself back up? That's that's ultimately the goal here. If you have focus, then you're going to pick yourself back up. First, you're not going to let those petty things, you know, the big or little, you know, small or tall, you're not going to let those obstacles you're going to you're going to run through a wall to to continue to push to your goals. But if you ultimately need a little more um, you know, if, if they do knock you down, then you're going to persist. You're gonna pick yourself back up. You're gonna use mentors or, or resources um or or just your peers or colleagues to pick you back up and get you to where you want to go. Okay, so number one we've got your mindset. Number two is perception. Number three was your focus and now number four is your attitude. So your attitude is where your thoughts meet your behavior. It is the closest thing that other people get to reading your mind. And I know you guys know what you're talking I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this all the time. I have a terrible attitude <laughs> at times. And, and, you know, some of my closest friends will be the first one to tell you that. If I don't like the way that something turns out or it doesn't turn out in my favor, I have this terrible, terrible, terrible habit of letting it show have all, we've all heard that expression let it show you're letting you're letting your attitude get the best of you well that's exactly what happens to most of us when things don't go the way we want and that kind of comes back a little bit to the mental imaging so you know laying out different scenarios so that you're prepared for anything that comes your way or if it doesn't go the way you wanted to or heck even if you had envisioned that particular scenario but you still were hoping it wasn't going to happen then mental imaging is not going to do a lot for you because that goes one step further which is you have to have the right the right attitude and approach to whatever the scenario is. So in this context, you know, your attitude is basically how your your internal thoughts are expressed. So we all I mean, we all have control of that. It, it doesn't feel like we do at times because, you know, our personality and our our pride and, you know, our nature just kind of t- tend to take that over. You know, it, it almost happens before we even think about it. But really, I mean, when you when you boil it out, when well, you boil down, when you go down to it, to the bare bones of it, you have control of how you react to a certain situation. And attitude is essential Because if we're going to be the leaders that we want to be in business or in life, then our attitude has to be kept in check because there are other eyes that are perceiving how we react or don't react to a certain situation. So for example, you know, a lot of you that listen to this are, are, you know, executive level business leaders. I mean, CEOs, owners of the company, myself included. And the thing is, you know, there are other people looking at us to see how we react to these things. You know, even I consider myself a leader in my community and, you know, the community I'm building here at Fast to Focus, which is a big reason why I wanted to record this episode, even with a hurricane incoming, is because, you know, it sets an example for not not only you guys that listen, but other people that may stumble upon the podcast at some point, you know, that we don't have to be afraid, that there is a force, bigger than us that's in control of this which is God and um you know it, it can provide you peace if you have the right steps which is what I'm laying out for you here same thing with you guys you know if you let a certain outcome dictate how you react then no matter whether you react positively or negatively your your colleagues look at the way you react your your subordinates your um your your clients your partners your spouses your, um, you know, your kids, your, you know, people that consider your role models, people that consider you mentors, no matter how you react to a certain situation, think about how your attitude affects those that watch you carefully, because that alone is going to give you the conviction that you need to change your attitude and change it quickly and be pre be proactive about it. This is something it, because like I said, you know, attitude is, is so ingrained in our nature. And it, it it is habit based, so it's not going to be fixed overnight. It's something that you have to work work towards. Trust me, I realized several years ago the impact that my attitude was having on my wife, and so I have been trying to fix it ever since. That was four or five years ago, and even now I'll have a, a certain you know reaction. There there a moment of weakness, if you, if you will, um, that gets the best of me, and then my attitude. You know, I just kind of I I. Lose control in that moment. Now it's never anything bad, but you know it's not anything terrible that I do, but just a a quick, uh, you know, reacting in a way I shouldn't. You know, it tends to, rightly so, it, it annoys my wife, and and it should, and it's something that I'm working on. You guys can probably hear me smiling as I say it, um, because I can hear you, I can hear her telling me about it as I as I uh, as I say the, that that out loud. But you know, your attitude it's like i said it's the closest thing that other people can get to reading your mind so do with that what you will you can control your attitude whether it feels like you currently can or not and if it doesn't feel like you can then that's a sign that you need some you need to work on it you need to be intentional about it and be proactive about it avoid your triggers you know don't put yourself in a situation where you know you're going to react a certain way and if you are you know if something doesn't go your way or there's you know those those obstacles that we're talking about then the way you react to it makes or breaks who you are you know perception is reality with other people so be mindful of that and adjust your attitude accordingly all right so that's number four last but not least number five of the the top five things that you can control is your path now I, I save that one for last specifically because that might be the one that feels like it, it's the least in our control because when there's a storm coming or there's a storm upon us, or there's a storm that doesn't seem like it's ever going to go away. Like this is just always the way it's going to be for the rest of your life, that you're never going to get over this hurdle, that this thundercloud is just going to follow you like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, just going to follow you everywhere you go and rain over you. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. All my nineties kids, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, that, that, that circumstance makes you feel as if your path is not your own. Like you're walking forward. Sure. But someone else has you by the shoulders behind you and is guiding you in the way they want you to go. Um, and so that can be a very helpless feeling, but the reality is, is that you don't, that that is not your situation. That is not your destiny. You take the steps. If you take the steps, then you make the steps. In other words, you choose which direction you're going to walk. There might be several paths laid out in front of you, but the only one that matters is the one that you decide to take because people can people can even try to push you in one, one direction, but that doesn't mean you have to go that way, especially if you know it's not the way that's best for you or it doesn't feel like it does or you feel like God's pushing you in a different direction or... You just know flat out that the people that are pushing you in one direction don't have your best intentions in mind. I mean, you know, we always circle it back to, you know, fasting and, and nutrition and, and you know, fitness here on this podcast, fast and focus, for obvious reasons. But you know, to use that as an example, real quick, you know, there might be a couple of different paths laid out for you on what you're going to do. Yet, do next? Are you gonna, are you gonna lose the amount of weight that you want to lo- lose? Are you going to get back in fighting shape? Are you going to look the way you did when you were a college athlete before you built this empire, before you built this business? Or are you going to let your friends who have no intention of losing the weight, right? They may have the same body type as you, but they have no interest in losing their weight. Or they're going through a storm of their own where they've tried to lose the weight before, gotten frustrated that they didn't. And so they want to bring you down with them. I, I am hitting home with someone here. I know that because we all have those quote unquote friends. We all have those people that say they want the best for us, especially in our fasting, our fitness, you know, our 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 health goals, but they don't they don't ultimately care. In fact, if you had a gun to their head and you asked them what do they want? They would have to tell you that I don't want him or her to, her to lose that weight because then they're going to look better than I do. They're going to make me feel guilty about not losing the weight that I want to lose. They're going to push me to get out of my comfort zone. And so I'd rather them sink with me, you know, but the beauty is they don't control your path. In fact, you should resent them for not wanting you to go down the path that you have chosen for yourself, which is to make a change, which is to take a complete U-turn and decide, you know what, this is, this is the wrong way to go. I'm, I'm turning around. I'm going back. That other path, that was the right one. It, it, and I I can encourage you here. It is never too late to make that decision. It's never too late to make that decision. As long as you live and you're you're living and you're breathing, you can always turn back. And I, and I, I can help you with that. Like I said, you can email me Zach at fastandfocus.com if you need that U-turn that we're talking about here. You know, but you control your path. You take the steps. You make the steps, so start by listing out the steps so that you can follow them, and those are the five things that you control. Now, that's all. When you really think about that, those are the only five things that you need: your mindset, your perception. So, your mindset, how you deal with certain things, the the mental imaging that we talked about, how you're gonna how you're gonna envision where you want to go, how you want things to play out what you're going to do if they don't play out the way you want, or if they do, right? Your perception, the way that you decide to perceive, to to see, you know, what has happened, what's going to happen, right? Whether you decide whether it's doom and gloom or whether there's room to bloom, you're focused, whether or not you're going to let petty things annoy you and get you off your game, or if you're going to decide, hey, I'm not going to let this thing veer me from my path. This is my goal. I'm going all for it. Or if you know something does knock you off that you weren't expecting, getting right back up. That's focus, okay? Your attitude. The closest thing that people, uh, other people have to reading your mind, how are you going to let that affect the decisions that you make? How are you going to let that affect your reaction? Because your reaction is crucial. It plays a pivotal role in you, the way that you're going to react, the next step you're going to take, but it also plays an important role in the way others perceive the way that you're gonna the, the step you're gonna take or the steps they're gonna take. For example, you know if you lead a company and you 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 flip out because you know sales aren't where they want to be, where you want them to be, and you decide, hey, you know I'm gonna finger point, finger point, finger point. What do you think your subordinates are gonna do? What do you think you know your your employees are gonna do? They're gonna finger point as well because they don't want all the blame that you're trying to put on them so that's your attitude right there it is again that's that's where your thoughts meet your behavior and you have to get a hold of them okay and then the last one was your path so you take the steps you make the steps you decide which direction you will walk and you can use by the way you can use helpful resources like God mentors role models that you have you can use them but ultimately it's still you that takes the steps right i have a i have a great mentor who i will never meet because he's long gone his name is earl night earl nightingale you guys have heard me talk about him i actually got was directed to him from another mentor of mine dan miller who i've also never met i hope to meet him one day um but earl nightingale is one of my biggest mentors and he has this amazing speech that i listen to every day it's called the strangest secret and i listen to it Every day, well, almost every day now. Um, for a while there, I was listening to it every day for his thirty-day thirty-day challenge. But he's still like every everything that he says in that thirty-minute "strangest secret" recording is pure gold, and it, it, it inspires me every time. It encourages me to per, you know push past whatever I'm going through. But he he can't push me in the direction that I want to go. Only I can do that. You know, you can have all the information and the inspiration in the world, but ultimately it's you to decide what you're going to do with it if you do anything at all. So you direct your path. All right. So last but not least, what do you do when you feel out of control? When you feel like things around you, even though you know you have those five things that you can control, what do you do when you feel like everything is crumbling beneath you? I've got a, I've got a couple of steps that you can, that you can take. Okay. That I, that, that work for me. These are tried and true. Okay. I I use these all the time. Trust me. I feel like my world is collapsing often, especially with where I am in this stage of life. You know, I'm building a business. It feels often like things are collapsing beneath me, but I take these steps and, and I see, I see the fruit from doing them every single time. So first of all, first and foremost, and I, this is uh, this is faith-based apps 100% this is unapologetically faith-based step one read the Bible if it's been a while since you have pick it up open it up to one page and read it if you've never opened if you never opened a Bible before go get one or borrow one from someone you know that has one or download the Bible app it's free and you can read the Bible right from your phone just a couple of verses are going to give you an incredible incredible perspective that you need, which is like we said, one of the five things that you can control when everything else is crumbling around you. So opening up a Bible is going to help you get clarity on the true issue and what you, what action you can take to do it. I can't tell you, there have been countless times that I've asked God to give me an answer. And, you know, after (laughs) after wasting, wait, wasting way too much time looking for that answer elsewhere, I was immediately given the answer when I opened the Bible for the first time. For the first time to look for that answer, I should say. You know, it, that, that Bible, from beginning to end, it's filled with knowledge that comes straight from the big man upstairs. So if you're ever looking for an answer, why not go straight to the source? Open your Bible. Go to, you know, if, if you're looking for a place to start, my suggestion would either be um, Psalms, Proverbs, or Romans. Um, those are just literally verse after verse of, of dimes, <laughs> just pure gold um, that can help anyone, believer or non believer, to, to get to where they want to go. So open a Bible. That's step number one. Step number two, also unapologi- unapologetically faith based, is to pray. You know, what if I told you that? you weren't the one in control in the first place. What if I told you that the universe does not depend on you to be perfect, that you can go through your struggles and it doesn't matter how catastrophic you feel like what you're going through is to other people around you. What if I told you that that wasn't in your control in the first place? I mean, to me, me personally, that that sounds pretty freeing because I feel like the external things only really drive us crazy when we feel like it. It dictates everything else that goes on. Yeah, I mean we we all we're all guilty of it. We seem we we. I mean, we're selfish at at heart, so you know we tend to think that what we're going through is the only thing that matters in the world. But what if I told you that it wasn't? You know, and that you can work on you can work through the storm that you're going through, and still. Help other people get through the same thing or be a testimony for others, be an inspiration to others um, because of the way that you've chosen to react to it. That is the power of prayer because prayer gives you perspective and perspective gives you peace even in the darkest of times. And I know that for, I can say that because like I said, I mentioned it several times. There's a hurricane headed our way and I've been praying basically nonstop for the past five days since it was, you know, reported that it could head our way. You know, I always pray for these things and I pray, you know, it's it's not to ask for whatever I want to happen to happen. I learned a long time ago that if that is my approach to prayer, I'm going to be really disappointed. And it's not because God doesn't care what I have to say. It's because there are bigger things at play here that, you know, there's more than my wants and needs at risk, you know? So I may pray for this hurricane to dissipate, to just disappear in the Gulf somewhere, you know, that I wake up tomorrow and it's not there, but is that going to happen? Maybe not. Maybe it is, maybe it won't. Probably not, you know, (laughs) which goes back to the mental imaging thing. So what do I pray for? Well, I just pray, and I'll give you another step here that's going to help you kind of Get more clarity when you when you pray, but you know prayer helps kind of give the perspective that you need. That you know God is in control, not me. And I think we can all agree that it's it's best for everyone if Zach Matthews is not in control of all of our fates, right? I think we can all agree there, myself included. When when we know that 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 the big man is 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 the one in control, then that gives us all the clarity we need to go about our day to approach our routines the way we want to, to to still work and do everything that we can in our power, starting with the five things we listed earlier to get to where we want to go knowing that God's going to take care of the rest, even the things that are outside of our control. So that's the power of prayer. The next thing that you can do is count your blessings. I mean, that's literally the, the title of this episode is blessings in your storm. And you knew I was going to bring it full full circle here at some point, right? You know, when, the, when, I mean, let me ask you a little bit, put it this way. When is the last time that you opened your eyes to how truly blessed you are? When I mentioned that statistic earlier about, you know, people, Americans making over $50,000 being richer than 99% of everybody else in the world. When I mentioned the stat about anybody making over $10,000 a year. Is richer than eighty four percent of the world. What? How did that make you feel? Did that kind of open your eyes a little bit? I'm I'm sure it did. Maybe you even heard that statistic before, like I have. But still, it still causes my jaw to drop a little bit because I can't believe that's real. It doesn't always feel like that's the case, but when you think about the blessings that you have, suddenly you realize that it's it's not about you. It's it's not it's not just about you, right? It's not just about Whether you hit your goal that day or not, it's about why you need to continue to work on losing X number of pounds, to work on getting that promotion, to work on building that business, to work on, you know, whatever it is that you feel like God's calling you to do, because that's not just going to affect you for the better. That's going to help millions of people with just a compound effect, just a weird trickle down effect that you'll never know. There will be people that you'll bless. You'll ha- you'll never know that you did. Once you accomplish this goal, you can be a testimony that inspires someone else. You could be, you know, you could start a coaching business that helps people. You know, with the free content that you give out, you could be a business leader and owner of a company that, um, you know, your your company's donations over to, to oversee ministries helps people helps save lives and convert people. You know, it's, it's, there, you're not always going to know the blessings that you have when you accomplish your goals, but it's worth doing that. And when you have that perspective, counting your blessings and saying, hey, you know, I don't just owe it to myself. I owe it to everybody else to acknowledge the blessings that I have and why I need to work harder to accomplish what it is I need to accomplish. Even if it's something as simple as I want to lose 20 pounds so that I don't go continue to go down this path of terrible health that will end my life quicker than I want it to. You know, I want to be able to walk with my grandkids. I want to be able to play catch with my son, whatever it is. That comes and starts by acknowledging the blessing you have, which is that you have a son in the first place. You have a daughter in the first place. You have, you know, kids that could potentially have grandkids down the line. You have that that connection with your family that you know is going to be there decades down the line. All you have to do is make sure that you <laughs> live that long, and eventually you'll have a good relationship with your grandchildren as well. So count your blessings, people. I, it's gonna it's gonna do so much for you in terms of perspective and just just the way that you approach any goal that you have, personal or professional, moving forward. All right. And then the last thing that we're gonna that um, the last step you can take when things feel out of your, the realm of your control is go back to the basics of your your routine even if your routine has nothing to do with the impending thing the obstacle that you're afraid of i mean remaining steadfast on your routine even in the midst of that will remind you that you have control of your destiny and that sounds that may sound ridiculous to you because what you're dealing with is bigger than yourself or it's something that you know you've tried to climb out of and you can't or you don't feel like you can you know it may feel like you're you're, you've dug a ditch that's like 10 feet tall and you're only four feet tall with no ladder to get out. I, I've been there, trust me. You know, holes that you dug yourself that you can't climb out of. My encouragement to you is this. There are routines that you can do that are gonna help you regain control slowly but surely. So let me give you one example. So let's say that you feel... Let's let's use my current ex- scenario again because I'm not creative enough, creative enough to think of another one on the spot. So, this hurricane, it's coming tomorrow night from from, every, from everything that everybody's saying. Does that mean that I'm gonna not fast? No. In fact, I might take advantage of the the situation and, and do a 24 hour fast. You know, because that would just help with everything. You know, it it would give me power even when I feel like I don't have any power over the hurricane. You know, that's something that I can't control. But What I can control is that I'm going to continue to do my intermittent fasting the way that I always do. I'm going to probably do some, some form of workout a, because there's not going to be much else to do when the power's out, but B, because it's going to help me get one step closer to where I ultimately want to go, how I ultimately want to look, how I want to feel because I'm not there yet. And no hurricane's going to take that away from me. I'm sorry, you know, and, and I'm going to encourage my, my wife to do the same thing. She's going to encourage me. You know, we both know that there are certain things that you just cannot control, but you cannot let them affect you. You cannot let them set you back because if you let them set you back, there's always going to be something that holds you back. So, but on the on the contrary, if you stick to your routine, even though there's something catastrophic going on, something monumental, something that most people have never dealt with, and you do it anyways, then think about the, the the view that you'll have when you come out of that tunnel. When you look back and you think, look at this mountain that I just climbed. Look at how high up I am, how I can see everything else around me. Look at this perspective I now have because I didn't let this thing, you know, I didn't quit when I was halfway up the mountain. I climbed all the way to the top. You know, I mean, that's just the power of the situation if you let it be. And the best way to do that, that I know of, now there might be better ways. I just don't know of them. But my personal advice is to just stick it out with the routines that you have, the healthy ones. Let me clarify, right? We all have healthy habits that we're looking to build. And there are habits that I'm trying to form right now. I mean, I've shared this statistic before. You know, it takes 33 days to build a habit and it takes 66 days for those consecutive days for those habits to become automatic where you're not thinking about them anymore. I have healthy habits that I want to become automatic where I don't have to think about them anymore. But if I don't stick to them for 66 straight days, then they're not going to become that way. And if on day 44, I stop doing them because there's a hurricane headed this way, then, you know i got to start from square one, and I don't want to start from square one again. I don't want to start day zero when it could be day 45. I don't want to start day zero when it could be day 27. Does that make sense? I mean, think about it from a long-term view. Think about where you ultimately want to go, and think about it like this. If you let things that are outside your control dictate whether or not you're going to pursue your goals then you're often going to find yourself starting from, from scratch again. And that's the unfortunate reality. But the beautiful part is that if you can do something that not many people are willing to do, which is stick to a routine, establish your mindset, establish your perception, establish your focus, establish your attitude, establish your plan, and take the steps that you make for yourself, then you're going to get to a place that you've never been. I quote it often in in this podcast and in life. Thomas Jefferson said, if you want something you never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. And for a lot of you, it's quite frankly exactly that. It's establishing routines and sticking with them. So my my, my encouragement to you today is to stick to those routines. And I'm gonna give you a healthy one here. So our task for today, for this episode, I'm gonna wrap it up with this. The task for this episode today is to write down five blessings in your life. Then, once you write down those five things, pray, and start your prayer by thanking God for those five things that you listed. That's super easy. Most of us can think of five things that we're blessed for or that we're blessed with right now. For most of us, it's people, but it could be anything. It could be your dog. It could be—I know that's one of mine. <laughs> um. It could be the house that you have. It could be the job that you have that you've begged him for and now you have. Whatever it is. It could be the beautiful part of God's green earth that you live on. Whatever your blessing is, thank you for that. Thank him for that. Right, Write those five blessings down. Then start a prayer right after. It's going to take you a minute. And then thank God. Start the prayer by thanking God for those five things that you've listed. And this is going to open up, I promise you, if you've never done this before, then you are missing out. This is going to start a conversation with God. It's going to, instead of just aimlessly asking Him for what you want to happen, which is something that we all tend to do, myself included, if I'm not careful, my prayer starts out with, God, please give me this, and it ends with, God, please give me also this, right? But when you think about, when you thank Him for blessings that you have, that you've always had then instead of just aimlessly asking for what you want to happen you're going to start to think about what needs to happen for the greater good of other people starting with the people that you thanked him for and then you're going to look for other ways to bless others and get a fresh perspective on where you need to refocus on your goals so it comes full circle it starts with thanking him for others Or other things or other situations that you've been put in and it ends with you having clarity on where you need to go to accomplish what you need to accomplish so that you can benefit other people and isn't that ultimately the goal in life I mean I can't imagine that your your goals of losing X number of pounds start and end with you just looking and feeling better no it 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 may start with you looking and feeling better But it ends with you being the inspiration that someone needs to know that, hey, if he can do it, if she can do it, so can I. That's the community that we're trying to build here. And it's going to start by us counting our blessings in the storm and taking control of what we can when everything else seems like it's crumbling around us. There's always something that you can grasp onto. And that's your relationship with God and the five things that we talked about. One more time, that's your mindset, your perception, your focus, your attitude, and your plan, your path. Take control of those five things today. Write them down. Write down five blessings. Pray and thank God to them. And let me know how that goes. Email me. You can DM me at Focus at Instagram. Um, wherever you follow me, wherever you, however you know to connect with me, do it. Let me know what you think of this task and, and how it kind of helped you shift your focus a little bit because I know one thing's for sure. When I'm going through a storm, whatever it is, literally as it is now or psychologically, metaphorically, whenever I'm going through that storm, the only thing that brings me peace is is, is God, knowing that he's got control of everything else and that all I have to do is is take control of, what he's put me in control of. The rest is up to him. Think about the peace that that could offer you. All right, beautiful. Well, I want to end with this. You know, as I do every week, I mean, this episode can help a ton of people. I know that you guys probably have someone in your mind right now. So please share it all over your social media and, you know, so that other people can just learn about this as well. We all need it. Whether you're a Florida resident going through the hurricane I am right now or not, or you're listening to this episode years down the line, you have no, way, no idea what hurricane I'm talking about, or, you know, and you're just going through your own uh, mental storm, then use this. Use this as a resource and spread it to other people that can use that as a tool as well. And if you're listening to this after the hurricane, immediately after, and you need help, then like I said before, if you've been impacted by it anyway and you need help, physical, physical, whatever it is, whatever kind of help you need, then reach out to me at zach at FastInFocus.com and we're we're gonna figure out something. I'm gonna help you find a solution because I don't want I don't want external factors, whether it is a big horrifying hurricane or you know uh, uh, someone that's you know gotten in your way or something that's gotten in your way. I don't want these factors to hinder us from our ultimate goals. So that's my pledge to you. Reach out to me if you need help. And I'll be happy to assist. And if you have questions as well, send those in. And I'm happy to answer them in future episodes. All right. Well, that's all that I've got for this week. I hope you guys stay safe. I hope you guys have a great week. I will be completely honest with you up front. I don't know if there's going to be an episode next week. I don't know if I'm going to have power next week to be able to record one. But I'm going to continue to try to get content with you however I can. Encourage you guys however I can please feel free to reach out to me if you need anything at all, or if you have any questions. And like I said, if you have any questions about intermittent fasting in general, the the best resource is to go to my website, which is fast, the letter N is in nancyfocus.com. All right, well, that's all I got for you guys this week. Stay safe out there, everybody, and I will talk to you guys next time.